Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy so you can know better and do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. We're excited to be with everybody today. Now, today we're talking toxic people, Kim. Toxic people. And this is a little touchy. So we we are going to talk about how to deal with people, and we'll have to define what we mean by toxic. But we also really want to talk today about how to make sure that you're not the toxic person in a relationship and having some personal responsibility for your own behavior. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. So many of us hear that and we go, oh gosh, yeah, I know one of those. So I doubt there's any listeners who are going, oh yeah, that's me. Totally, they're talking to me today, right? So you want to open that up and say, you know what? Maybe you have a little bit of toxic behavior. Maybe it doesn't make you a person who's toxic, right? But maybe you are the toxic one in your relationship right now. Now, we also want to remind everybody that we all have bad behavior. All of us, no matter what shape you are, you have an unbalanced state. And when you get into it, you could have some toxic behavior. So, Nicole, don't you agree with me? I mean, we all could can be toxic at times in the right situation. Oh, absolutely. If I think about the last 12 months in my life and when when I've been in bad behavior, if somebody was, you know, doing my job in the same room, I I reckon they could have labeled me as pretty toxic in that moment. For sure. So this is not about anyone being right or wrong. This is just about behavior because that's what we do. We're human behavior experts. And really, if we can get control of our behavior, if we can understand and see clearly the behavior in others, that's when we can begin to change things. So we're really going for clarity, awareness of our of our behavior. But we do want to remind everybody that one of the core principles of the 12 Shapes system is that we all have the exact same value. So whether you're struggling and you're in some bad behavior or you're killing it and you're just balanced right now either way you have this exact same value yeah because you can go in and out of those two states within an hour within 10 minutes right so none of us are better than anybody else so I want to talk first about the the major behavior that we see with people who are toxic and and let's maybe explain what we mean by toxic toxic is an extreme word for extreme behavior right it's somebody who is not in a position where they are necessarily in control of what it is that they do because they are in this primary behavior which is projection and this is what we see so much with people who are toxic people who are really unbalanced they're in a position where they're projecting whatever's happening onto someone else they're looking for someone else to take responsibility for either the outcome their feelings their emotions this is what makes them really unbalanced and toxic so I also just want to clarify we're, we're really not being in judgment of anybody, of course, because we all have the same value. And we also realize that most of us, when we get into a toxic state and we're projecting, it's a self-preservation uh, overcompensation of the ego to protect ourselves because we usually feel unsafe. And whenever I see someone whose behavior is so negative that it would qualify as toxic, the first thing I want to remind myself is that they're probably in a lot of pain and fear, and that's underlying 
this whole situation and driving the behavior. And so the projection is about them trying to get out of that pain, isn't it? It It's about that blame and shame and putting that poison, that projection onto other people, anything they can do to feel better about themselves in that situation in that moment. Yeah, that's the thing about fear-driven behavior is we are completely focused on getting whatever we can find to quiet that fear and make us feel better. And so the ego has a lot of techniques it uses to make us feel better when we're scared or in pain. And finding fault in other people is probably the fastest, easiest one. And, And Nicole, on the show before, we've talked about what I call the shame and blame game. That anytime we're feeling a lot of pain or fear that we're not good enough, we look for the bad in others. And the more we focus on that, the better we feel. Another way that we do it is we also put other people down. So one of the things that we see is is people who project and put other people down, right? So I can do that. That's not a big deal. Why are you giving that person praise, right? That's just easy. Can't you do that? right? That kind of projection and putting somebody else beneath you or even that social commentary around that, putting somebody else down, that's a behavior of projection. It is. And, you know, all of us are around people who get caught up in gossip and spend a lot of time talking about other people. And I would consider that behavior toxic, There are times that gossip really has that energy around it. So again, when you're around somebody who's behaving that way, be aware that this isn't a a compensation for just how scared they probably are that they're not good enough. One of the other behaviors I see is when people try to normalize other people's experiences, right? So they make assumptions or they they feel like, oh yeah, I, I totally have felt like that, right? They make it about them or they think that other people feel the same or they just make that assumption, right? So I love the color green. So me coming and projecting the fact that green's the best and only color in the world, I would assume and project onto you that that you love green. And if you don't love green, there's something wrong with you. Right. Because we all kind of project whatever the way is we show up in the world is the right way. And this is really the beauty of the 12 shape system is that we get out of expecting everybody to behave the way we do, to feel the way we do, to see situations the way we do, because we can't help subconsciously projecting that on everybody around us that they should be like us. So I want to just take a moment to explain the 12 shape relationship system and how that really is the magic of it. So there are 12 different types of people in the world and it's literally like being in a position where you're in Kruger National Park in South Africa and you're on a safari and you're seeing zebras and elephants and giraffes and hippo for the first time. All of a sudden, you realize that they're not just African animals. They are different and they're unique. That's the aha moment that happens when you understand your shape and the shapes of the people who are around you, is that you see them completely differently. Now, what makes it unique is it's actually not a personality assessment. It's actually about behavior. It's about a hardcore fundamental wiring in which we behave in the world. And so if you don't know what your shape is or the shape of your family members, your co-workers, your friends, you can actually text the word 12 shapes. So that's one, two shapes to 801-666-2932. And we'll send you a link that way to, to actually take the test. Or you can actually just go to our website, 12shapes.com. So it's like all of a sudden someone turns a light on in a dark room. So as we're talking about these behaviors, I can list a few people in my life who have this kind of projection, 
right, that I've not necessarily looked at them and thought, gosh, they're toxic, but I can now articulate and see it clearly and say, right, because they see the world differently, they are just in projection. So it doesn't take away from their value, but it helps me understand what they're doing. Okay, so Nicole, we we talked about a couple different ways that we tend to project onto other people of other shapes. The first one was that we expect other people to be good at what we're good at, to have the same talents. Number two, we expect them to feel and think the way we do. And, And the 12 shapes is just amazing for helping you to let go of that expectation that others should be like you and get out of judgment. Because that's where we go. We judge everybody who's different from us as wrong so that we can be right. And then the third one that I think maybe we should spend some time on is how we see, we project all of our bad behavior, all of our shame experiences onto other people, and we tend to see our bad behavior in them. So if we are in a place of fear and that's making us selfish, and, and we are primarily focused on ourselves and what we're getting or not getting, we will see everybody around us as selfish. And, and I think the, the quote that really summed this idea up for me is that you see the world as you are. And that, that projection, that seeing my bad in other people, it, it's really a main cause of a lot of contention. Would you agree? Yeah, it also sets us up for a lot of disappointment because when we project onto others, you should be doing this and I want you to be doing this and you didn't do this, we experience a lot of pain and a lot of disappointment. And we often talk about this loss filter, right? That if we're in a situation where we're experiencing a lot of that mistreatment and we're feeling very disappointed, very taken from, is that truly what's going on in the world outside of you? Is that because that's the lens in which you see the world? Now, I wear glasses, right? And thank goodness I do because I can't see two feet in front of me. Yeah, you're really blind. I'm really blind. (laughs) But I imagine this as if I was wearing loss lenses, right? If I was to put a pair of glasses on in which everything I saw around me and the world outside of me was about loss, that at any point in time, someone can come and ruin my journey. Someone It's just a matter of time before someone's going to come and cut me off, right, on the freeway. Or somebody's going to jump the line when I'm buying movie tickets, right? Or someone's going to take something from me. And unfortunately, a lot of us uh, in unbalanced behaviors, we can be in this projection and we can see the world through what we call this loss filter or with these lenses that are that are full of loss. And that's really when we have to teach people to take responsibility for that projection. Otherwise, that's all they will experience and all they'll see around them. So if you find yourself being offended all the time, you you see mistreatment everywhere. And we, we've had many clients over the years that we, we've helped them to understand that they've got those loss lenses on and they see mistreatment even when it's not there. They see it everywhere and, and they will apply a lost story to almost everything they experience. And so if, if you're somebody that feels mistreated, taken from, uh, gypped all the time and, you're, and that experience is showing up on an almost daily basis, it is probably highly likely that you've got this lost lens on. Now, one of the best examples that that we've experienced with this recently is that every year we get asked to speak for the lunch ladies here in Utah, right? Um, apparently, there's a lot of drama going on in these kitchens, and and for several years now, we go and we we speak to them. Maybe you could share that woman that came and spoke to us about that woman in the kitchen. That's just such a great story and an example of, of this lost lens that we're talking about. Yeah, that was a fun day. So we got to do this human behavior. Uh, 
training with all the lunch ladies. And after we'd finished our presentation, a group of them came up to talk to us. And they said, listen, we've got one older lady at our school who is mean, really mean. And they said she's mean to us, which we can handle, but she's also really mean to the kids. And it's gotten so bad that every day at lunchtime, the the kids are supposed to line up in two lines to come through and get their trays and their food. And if she's serving carrots in one of those lines, the entire school will be lined up in the other one. I mean, literally, they will not even go past her. And it's not about the carrots. It's not about the carrots. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, listen, is there anything we can do? Because we hate to fire this person. You know, we'd like to be able to keep her, but this can't go on. And it was interesting. Nicole and I asked them a lot of questions about what they knew about her life journey. Did they know anything about her life before this? And she had shared enough of her story for them to tell us that this is a lady who'd been walked on her whole life. I think there was a lot of abuse in her past, even as a child. And when we've been taken from and walked on repeatedly, it really does create this loss filter. So when with that lens on, you literally see everybody as the enemy. Everybody is a threat to you and your safety. Even a six-year-old that doesn't want the carrots that you're dishing, that can feel like an insult to you. And, and so helping them to recognize the lost state that this gal was functioning in really helped them bring in some compassion and see it more accurately. That lady isn't mean. She's scared to death. So that's somebody who had previously been labeled as a toxic person. And I want to us to all sit for that in in that for a minute and say, you know what, who have you labeled in your life, in your family? You know, it's it's coming up to Christmas. We've got to see people that ordinarily we wouldn't see. And there are people around us who we may have projected that, that label onto, right? Toxic people are hurt people. They're hurt people who don't know how to get out of their hurt and hurt people hurt other people right? And so when we're talking about toxic people today, we want to actually show you the other side of it to say there's a lot of compassion, there's a lot of humility, there's a lot of understanding that we can have when we understand what's driving this behavior. And that was really what was so magical to me that day that we were presenting to that group. It was to be able to educate this group of women who had previously labeled her as difficult and she doesn't belong here and I'm sick of putting up with all of this to actually teach them, hey, you know what, we can step into a position where we're not in judgment, we can show compassion, and you can actually help balance that person out by your own behavior. Yeah, so later in the show, we're going to talk about what you can do if you live or work with a toxic person to get along with them better. Uh, Nicole, I also wanted to really quick talk about uh, behaviors like suspicion. Um, One that we hear quite often is a spouse who is scared and worried that his or her spouse is cheating. And, and they've got all this fear and suspicion and they're checking up all the time. And we do find that most of the people who are afraid their loved one will cheat, it's because they actually are capable of that themselves. And when we've got that inside of us and we, we feel like we could be unfaithful, we project that. So we assume other people can be unfaithful. and We get suspicious. And that's just a, an example of how we project what's actually going on inside of us. If we're miserable and unhappy, we believe other people are miserable and unhappy. And we actually have a really fun worksheet on our website to kind of help you if you think there's any chance that you might be projecting that you can fill that out 
and and it'll show it to you. Yeah, so we call this technique with our coaching clients, you spot it, you got it. And it's a wonderful worksheet that's at 12shapeshapes.com under the resources tab uh, where you will actually be taken through a series of questions and you fill out the worksheet and say, you know what, am I in a position where I am projecting, where I'm actually seeing the world in a particular way and is that serving me or is it not? Yeah, the worksheet starts with you identifying someone in your life whose behavior is really bugging you and listing out all the behaviors that this person does that bother you and and then kind of writing some things about how you would like them to change their behavior. And then the fun part of the worksheet is you have to write your name on the other side and you have to take every one of those statements that you wrote about them and flip it so that it's now about you. So if she's not loyal in her marriage, it has to be, I'm not loyal in my marriage. And you've got to really go to each one of those statements and ask yourself, has there ever been a time that that might be true on some level for you? And and really what I love about it is it gets us out of judgment and focus on fixing other people and brings us back to the one person we have some control over, which is fixing ourselves. And this personal responsibility piece, us being accountable for everything that we think we feel and we project onto others, means that you are doing the most conscientious effort that you can to be the best in every single one of your relationships. And we hear so often, oh, but you know what, such and such, that person won't come and actually get some help and they're not interested in, in changing things. Well, you know what, things are never going to change. No, you're you're 50% of every single relationship you're in. And if you're willing to do this work, you have an incredible influence in being able to change the outcome and, and the peace and the happiness and harmony in that relationship. We have to take a break, Kim, but after, after the break, we're really going to get into how do we identify a toxic person and how do we take responsibility some more. So stay with us. You're with Kim and Nicole here on Relationship Radio. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book, called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. 
We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call nowcfo at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back, everyone. You're here on Relationship Radio with Kim and Nicole today, and we are talking about toxic people, bad behavior, how we recognize it in ourselves, and how we deal with it in other people. Now, I've compiled a bit of a list here of, of all of the things and the behaviors that really, uh, it's it's a, an opportunity for you to ask yourself about the people in your life, but also ask yourself about your own behavior. Does this make you a toxic person? Does this identify you a toxic person? Now, I had lunch yesterday with a friend who was telling me about his wife and how she, no matter what he does, she's fault-finding. You know what, no matter how much money he earns, no matter how much he spends time with the kids on the weekend, no matter how much he vacuums the house and looks after the cars and everything, she's there keeping score. She's there always, oh, well, thanks for doing that, but you know what, you missed this bit. That fault-finding behavior, that's that's toxic behavior. Yeah, it really is. It really poisons relationships, right, when we go there. No, I, do, I want everybody to remember those people who are doing that it's coming from a place of scared to death that they're not enough. And so that finding fault in you is a way to overcompensate. But you really got to ask yourself how often you get into gossip about other people, how often you fault find. If it's a common thing, you may be bringing some of that poison into the relationship. Uh, the second one we want to talk about is, is notice if somebody tells you about their day, or their problems, or what's going on in their life, do you quickly turn it around and make it all about you? Is that, well, Well, yeah, but let me tell you what happened to me. I've, I've been in one of those relationships, and I remember thinking, this isn't, this is not a competition, right? This is about you holding the space for me to be able to just unpack from the day, because it's been a hard day, and, and all of a sudden, it's a competition, and, and I'm finding myself looking after you. How does that happen? Yeah, and again, it happens for the same reason. This person is so afraid and worried about themselves that their focus ends up being inward and they have a hard time setting that aside and really showing up for someone else. It's more projection, right? It absolutely is. So you got to ask yourself, is that a behavior that you do? This is another one uh, This that we see a lot in our office is the victim story, right? And using that victim story to get attention, right? And and we see people do that, that anything that draws attention to them and that's sympathy and things like that. And it's not necessarily healthy behavior, but they, they have at some point in the, in the game decided that negative attention is better than no attention. Yeah, it's really a way to get love on some level. But what you got to ask yourself is, you know, if you're going through a traumatic situation, it is healthy for you to talk about it. But there becomes a point where we've got to move on. And if you still continually like to talk about what's going wrong in your life at every social opportunity, you got to recognize that you're making everything about you again and not showing up for others. 
Another one I've experienced recently is I caught up with a friend and they didn't ask about me the whole time. It was just all about them, right? And so we, we actually went out for dinner and the appetizers had come and then we we're having our main meal and you know what? It's still all about them and their stories. That We actually hadn't switched gears to go, hey, how are you and what's going on in your life and tell me about the kids, you know? And I remember getting back into the car going, wow, that was like being at work. But you know what? I'm not paid to make it all about them, right? <laughs> and there was a part of me that felt a little bit mistreated um, and a little bit guarded to kind of go and, and give that much time of myself again to that person because it was just all about them, a little bit self-obsessive. And that, that can be a, a, one of our toxic behaviors. Again, it comes from a, it has to be all about me because I'm always looking for validation from others. Love that one. Uh, how about do you give unsolicited advice and you, you think you're trying to help people by telling them how to fix their problems or what they could do different, but you really got to be aware that any unsolicited advice is an insult to others. So this past weekend, Kim, we were in Oklahoma. We had an opportunity to work with 350 amazing youth, amazing youth. And I was working specifically with the octagons, the squares, the rectangles, and the crosses on this particular thing. Now, we had a session, uh, which was group work, where I was actually able to talk to them about this and go, you know what, can you own some of this bad behavior? Because those are the shapes we see are more opinionated, a little bit more critical, and they can often project their ideas onto others because in our 12-shape system, they're very opinionated and they are on the ideas line. And the octagons uh, have this incredible intuition. So they feel they're quite warranted to give their opinions to others. And it was a great experience for them to be able to just sit in that for a moment and go, yeah, actually, I am. I'm that person. So share what you taught them if they do have some advice or suggestions that they just have to give somebody. What's the right way to do it? Yeah, so our number one tip with this is ask a permission question. And so we actually got them in groups of three and four working together and saying, I want you to think about the big soapbox issue that you have, right? What are you super opinionated about? And practice telling each other that, but first asking permission. So what that would sound like, Kim, is, hey, look, would you be open to some feedback on that? Or would you be open to listening to my idea? Or, hey, I've got some thoughts on that. Would you be open to hearing them? And asking that permission question and then getting that other person's buy-in and going, yeah, absolutely, I am. And then them having full reign, respectfully presenting their position, that's going to completely change their ability to build a career for themselves. Now, Nicole, it has to be a real question where you actually give them the opportunity to say, no, I'm, I'm not really interested in your advice. You can't just make it rhetorical and, and jump yes. right in. It's got to be a real question. And it's so respectful yeah. when you do that. That was so fun to have these 16 and 17-year-old kids own that toxic behavior that they have and, and be able to know, you know what, this is something I need to know. I'm going to go on and build relationships and build a career uh, that, that all I need to do is, is put that little caveat at the front and ask permission and then honor that. All of a sudden, people are willing to listen to your ideas. Yeah. Wow. Now, one other toxic behavior we want everybody to watch for in yourself is that of being controlling. And there are, again, a couple shapes that really have a tendency to be control freaks. Octagons, rhombuses, diamonds, squares. Even those, rectangles. Even rectangles. And crosses. Yeah, at some level, don't they? So so step back and ask yourself, what is there any chance that you really need to be in control, be the boss, or have things the way you need them to be in order to feel safe 
And do you, do you literally feel out of sorts if you're not in control? Another symptom of toxic behavior for toxic people is, is relationships that don't last. Have you had a lot of people come in and out of your life and a lot of doors close? either personally, professionally, intimate relationships, because maybe that's a bit of a hint (laughs) to say, you know what, there's maybe some stuff I need to work on because people don't stay long, right? And maybe there are a few of these behaviors as we're talking about them today going, yeah, I do that one. I need to take some responsibility there. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. A lot of toxic people cannot let go of the past. They keep bringing the past up into today, whether it's the pain of the past, whether it's I'm still holding grudges and I still can't forgive people that wronged me a long time ago. And again, I think some of those same shapes, I know squares have a a real hard time letting go of grudges. Yes, squares, rectangles, octagons, rhombuses. They're the ones who are a little more nostalgic, right? They'll remember that on the 4th of July last week, last year rather, that you did not bring the garbage cans in, right? And they're going to hold it against you. Wow, that's a long time to hold on to that. So if you're holding on to some of that stuff, also recognize that it's hurting you. It's really hurting you and it's probably driving a wedge in your relationships. Um, The next one, I guess, is pessimism always seeing the glass is half empty or having a lens where you tend to just notice what's wrong in every situation before you notice what's right with it. Now, I have a family member who says to me, you know what, you need this because you're the eternal optimist, right? And and that person comes to me and says, you know what, I'm not negative and I'm not glass half empty. I'm just pragmatic, right? Because someone has to balance you out. I have to tell you, I find that a little bit toxic. Yeah, so, you know, on this one, Nicole, maybe you need to ask some of the people who live and work with you if they find you negative or, or realistic and, and be open to some feedback because a lot of times we think it's realistic, but if everybody around you says, yeah, you got kind of a negative attitude and you always play devil's advocate, you always point out what's wrong, uh, that's affecting your relationships. Absolutely. And if you've ever been on the receiving end of that, it gets a little old. It gets a little old to be told no and to kind of have all your hopes and your ambitions squashed after a while, right? And this is why people withdraw. So looking at the behavior of others and see and ask yourself, what's that about? If I'm experiencing these repetitive patterns in my relationships, then maybe I actually need to look at why that's there. So, Nicole, we love to give everybody really practical tips, worksheets, real tools to deal with their relationships and make them better. The You Spot It, You Got a Worksheet, fantastic one we talked about last segment. Uh, there's another exercise we often have our coaching clients do where we have them list out all the problems in their life right now. And then next to each problem, who they think is really responsible for that problem being in their life. And, and then sit back and look over that list. And if most of those have other people's names on them, you might not be seeing your own personal responsibility for creating what's showing up in your life. And as painful as that can be to really have to own that a lot of these problems, you contribute to them. I think, I think it's really healthy for all of us to step back and see it that way. So one of my favorite quotes from my favorite authors, uh, one of my favorite authors, Dr. Joe Vitale says, if it's in your life, it's not your problem, but it is your responsibility. And this is one of those examples where, you know what, if it's in your life, it's there to en- enable you to rise, to grow, to strengthen, right? To be in a position where you're doing some work. 
And we work with people from all different faiths, from all different countries. You know, we've got 30 years combined coaching experience between the two of us. I've worked a lot in the Southern Hemisphere. You're in the Northern Hemisphere. And it's interesting to me that regardless of the background or the culture or the language or the religion of, of all the people we've worked with, there's like this consistent belief and or thought process that we must be, we must be here to grow in some way. We must be here to strengthen. The things in my life are happening for some way for it to actually make me a better person, regardless of what religion they are. And so that's interesting to me because anybody who's in an attitude of that kind of projection, that blame and shame, that that exercise we were just talking about, if you are writing down all the problems and everybody but you is responsible for those, you're actually cutting off your ability to grow and to get better. Now, Nicole, I want to clarify, if you're in an abusive relationship, we're not talking about you being responsible for the abuse you're getting. What we want you to recognize is that you're responsible possibly for staying in a relationship where you're being abused. And we know your very favorite thing is to start hitting a client with a pen and you will wail away on them and keep asking them the question, am I hitting you or are you letting me? Am I hitting you or are you letting me until they finally move their arm? And it's such a beautiful visual representation of this that our responsibility or the lesson that is is showing up in a lot of these toxic relationship situations, your responsibility is about getting strong enough to get out or to get away from that toxic person. Now, when we first started the show today, we were talking about toxic people and how difficult it is to be around them. Now, sometimes... You are the difficult person in the relationship, but because you're in so much of this projection, this blame and shame, you can't see it. But one of the obvious ways is, you know what, are people not wanting to spend time with you? That's really kind of obvious, right? If you're trying to make plans or you're not getting invited or you're not included in things, maybe there's a reason. And maybe that's the work that you have next in your journey. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, the last one on our list. If you literally see everybody around you as an idiot, including your boss, your coworkers, your relatives, and and you really see them all as not as smart as you or not as good as you, that's a red flag that you've got some toxic behavior. And again, it's coming from your own fear that you need to see all of these people as the bad ones so that you can subconsciously feel like you're the good one. But that's definitely one you want to be aware of. So we're talking about arrogance here, aren't we? Right? Not necessarily ignorance. Ignorance is when you don't know better. Arrogance is when you think you know better. And we kind of, we've got a special little word. We call them EOEs, experts on everything. Those people who, and I had lunch with one again recently, who took me out to lunch to tell me all the things that were wrong with me. And he was totally in a position where he felt like he was serving me. And I remember calling you on the way back to the office going, whoa, I feel like I've been hit by a comment because I actually thought that this was going to be a pleasant lunch and I've just received all of this unsolicited advice, all of this negative feedback. I've been called all of these names and I need to kind of sit with this and go, is any of it accurate? And Or is that person just in a really unbalanced state? Right. And then I was able to follow up with that person and go, you know what, that wasn't a really pleasant lunch. And I just need to understand why you have this agenda and what's going on for you. And I showed some compassion. Now, this is not saying that I'm I'm perfect because I'm far from it. But what I realized is that when I showed up for them in love, instead of just being offended, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on for that person that they wanted to tell me at that lunch, but they were too afraid. 
oh, Nicole, it's such a, a big help for us to be able to recognize that people who attack us that way, who find fault in us, it's always more about their fears about themselves and the way they're projecting or they're trying to overcompensate so that they can feel better than it is about you. Now, that doesn't mean when you get some feedback that you shouldn't look at it, right? We always want to look at it and check it for accuracy and ask ourselves honestly, could I do better? And ask other people because oh, yeah. that objectivity is really important. That's what I did. I jumped on the phone and said, Kim, am I any of these things? <laughs> you did. And you know, you got if you've got a good friend like me, I would tell you, yeah. there's an issue there that you need to work on in a loving way but you know a lot of the time it had nothing to do with you and and for us to recognize that it's hurt people that hurt people and that this is coming from poison this toxic person is carrying inside themselves and it's eating them alive and yeah sometimes they spew it all over you now I left that lunch feeling pretty insulted and it took me a few days to process what happened I didn't really want to call them back and go hey you know is there any way I can show up for you because that's what you know, when you're offended, you're like, whoa, that person's toxic. I want them out of my life. Fortunately, I've worked with toxic people for a lot in my career. And so I was able to identify this. And that's really what we're trying to do with today's show, Kim, is, is put an episode together to say, you know what, how do we deal with these people in our lives, right? Because if we stay offended, we then get into our unbalanced state and it creates that perfect storm. We look at all of the conflict and misery in all of our relationships. What makes them unhealthy is that you have two people in an unbalanced state. So if you don't know your shape yet and you're not really clear about what your bad behavior looks like in that unbalanced state, you're going to want to jump onto 12shapes.com, take the relationship survey, or you can text 12shapes to 801-666-2932. Because when you know what your bad behavior looks like and you can accurately see that in others, then I was able to step into that person's an octagon, they're in an unbalanced state. This is not about me. Right. And I was able to then call back and, and be in a place of compassion. Yeah. Everybody, if you haven't figured out your shape and you haven't looked at your unbalanced behavior, you really need to do that because that's probably the biggest and fastest way to check some of your bad behavior. See if any of those feel true. Okay, we have to take another break, but after this break, we're going to give you the how-tos. How do you deal with toxic people in your life? Stay with us. You're with Nicole and Kim on Relationship Radio. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12, shapes.com. 
Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department, which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call nowcfo at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're here with Nicole and Kim, Relationship Radio and Voice America. And we're talking today about inappropriate relationship behavior and how to deal with toxic people. Before we jump back into our topic, though, for today, I just want to give a shout out and such a huge thank you to our sponsor, Now CFO. If you have a business, small or large, and you need additional accounting help, you've got to call Now CFO. They can come in and they're miracle workers, what they can do. And and for the inexpensive amount that they charge, because you don't have to have a full-time employee, you just pay for what you need. It's greatest service. And we're so grateful for them for sponsoring our show. So Nicole, we're going to talk this segment about how to deal with these toxic people, because Ideally, maybe you want to stay away from them, but the reality is if you're related to one, if you live with one or you work with one, that might not be an option. I'm thinking back to my high school years, right? I needed this episode back then, mm. right? Because I didn't understand what was happening. I was found myself in a situation where there was all of these relationships around me and it didn't make sense. Why were girls so bitchy to other girls, right? And this is often what happens is we find ourselves in these relationships, often not from our choosing, right? They're relationships of convenience or you all have to work together or you're related to them. What do you do? Because you don't want to you don't know what to do right and then the the last thing you want to do is be loving right if if somebody is showing toxic behavior my natural instinct is I want to pull them down right but that's not what we need to do we need to take this high ground not because you know check out my halo I'm gonna be better than you it's not like that but it is very much making a conscious decision not to sink to their level yeah, it's we really though. have to, it is hard because pulling them down seems so satisfying. I mean, <laughs> really, right? Our ego really wants to just rip them to shreds, pull them down, put them in their place for their bad behavior. But that is not what they need. And Nicole, as hard as that is, at the end of the day, we have to decide what kind of person we're going to be. And We'll feel a lot better about ourselves if we choose to take that high road and be respectful and and even validating towards those 
folks. So I'm thinking about one of our clients at the moment who's going through a really difficult time with her separation and divorce, right? And it's really difficult for that person to be taking that moral high ground because they have to co-parent and that natural instinct is that person hurt me and I'm going to pull them down, right? But we're coaching this woman to say, you know what, don't say bad things about the father. Be in a position where you're just going to show love because it's not fair that your emotions and how you feel influence other people's opinions and behaviors with them, right? This is a very common thing when families separate. It's so painful, so painful. And what we're coaching is, you know what, take the moral high ground, right? Show them love and compassion. Don't be in a position where you sink to their level be respectful and kind and loving. And by speaking those words, you'd be amazed how things can change. But it's not the instinct, right? That's not, you, not. what you really want to do. And, and you know, if somebody is saying terrible things about you, you kind of want to even the score by, by talking to the kids and, and telling bad things about them so it sort of evens the score. Trust us that taking the high ground at the end of the day, people will know who you are. And they'll know who that other person is and they'll see the truth. We don't need to badmouth anybody because the truth shows itself eventually. It does. And it's not actually for us to to go in there and and make that behavior obvious to others. Because particularly when we're talking about kids and parents, every child I think deserves to believe that their mom and dad is amazing until maybe they grow up and they go, oh, yeah, they're amazing, but you know what? I wish they hadn't done this and this and this, right? Don't be the spoiler with your pain. Don't go out there and project, right? Everybody has their journey and has their relationships. They have to come to their own senses and their own conclusions. Now, if you're really, really frustrated and you've got all kinds of mean things in you that you want to say, sit down and write them all out. Write the personal letter and spew out all that, that stuff, but don't send it. Throw it in the fire, throw it in the garbage, but get it out. Write it down can be very cathartic, I found, for a lot of our clients. Mm, definitely. So, next tip for how to deal with toxic people around you. Remember that nothing they do, nothing they say, no situation can change your value. Your value is infinite and absolute. It's set in stone. And, and this person can say terrible things about you. Whatever they do, you're bulletproof. So this is why it was my advice to the husband that I was having lunch with yesterday, where his wife keeps score, right? You might be doing this, but you didn't do this and constantly making him feel like he's not enough. And I said, well, you get to decide whether you're going to let that affect you or you're going to make a decision to be bulletproof and that her, her criticism and her keeping score doesn't actually dock your score, right? It doesn't change your value. You can only feel the way that you allow yourself to feel. Yeah, Nicole, you know, with a lot of people that we do, we deal with who have a toxic person in their life, it, we, we do recommend stay away from them as much as you can. But if you can't, and you've got to be in there, you, you'll do better if you choose to see the situation as a classroom for you, that this toxic person is in your life to teach you something or to facilitate some growth. And if there's more than one, Guess what? There's a lot of growth. <laughs> There's a lot of growth. Yes, you have coming. Right. So it's a it's an amazing opportunity to say, well, okay, what what about me could grow or become better, wiser, or stronger from having this toxic person in my life? And a lot of the time I come back to it's a chance to practice knowing that my value can't change. It, it it's 
a beautiful opportunity to practice feeling bulletproof because it's not easy to do and it does take practice. So you may have these people in your life just for this reason. Now, there's two things in life that are absolute guarantees and that is change and growth. And our attitude towards those two things will determine our happiness or or our unhappiness. Right, so we have to make decisions, and we use this this phrase so much. I have it written on a sticky note in my car as a daily reminder that the things in my life are happening for me, not to me. Right, that little shift of that one word completely changes my attitude. So our hope from today's episode is that you're going to adjust your attitude to these people instead of being that position who that person who's in that position who criticizes constantly and that person's toxic and I don't know what to do with this relationship and I'm sick of it and rah, 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 and just being the social commentary over it being negative all the time ask yourself why is this in my life why is this happening for me not to me so Nicole we we did a pretty fantastic show a while back that we called Human Behavior 102. And we actually talked about how to get the fear of loss out of your life, that fear of mistreatment, by choosing to trust that the universe knows what it's doing and that every experience that shows up in your life is actually your perfect classroom. And as bad as it may be, it is here to serve you. And if you have not listened to that show, we, we highly recommend you go back and listen to Human Behavior 101 and 102 because I think they're the most powerful information we've given on the show. Yeah, because if we're not adjusting our own behavior and we're just being constantly taken from mistreated, insulted, we then become the toxic person, right? And if you have two people in an unbalanced state, it becomes the perfect storm. And, you know, we've we've been in this game, you know, working with marriage and families for 30 years combined. And I have to tell you, there's not a single uh, case that I've worked in that was not the perfect storm because of one or both parties being in this really unbalanced state. Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, Nicole, Another thing we have to own if we've got a toxic person in our life is that we actually do have control over our inner state every moment of every day. And it's really easy to say that this person made me upset. This person made me feel bad about myself. But it's actually not true. No one can make you feel anything without your permission or your buy-in to that experience. You, You pick it up and carry it. They might throw it at you. But you carry it if you let it make you upset. And we've actually got another wonderful worksheet that's available on 12shapes.com in the worksheets page called To Be or Not To Be Upset, where we really teach you in that worksheet how to be in control of your emotions, your responses, and, and recognize that you're in control and no one can take that power away from you. Now, a lot of us get bogged down in this emotion because we don't know how to move forward with it, right? Because, and this has been the whole premise of, of, of Relationship Radio is teaching people to know better because you can't do better until you know better. And so I want to also draw some attention to a show that we did a few weeks ago, which was teaching everybody, all of our listeners, how to actually process emotions in a healthy way. Because again, I wish I'd known that in high school. No, right? me, right? How many times have I found myself completely bogged in emotion that I couldn't make sense of? And I have to tell you that that happens when there's toxic people around you because you can spend all this time trying to understand why this is happening instead of actually working out 
how to move forward, right? And we get stuck in those unbalanced states and really the fear of loss triggers big time, right? Why is this being this mistreatment happening? So I just pulled up the to be or not to be upset worksheet because there's there's just some principles of truth that are such nuggets at the bottom. And one of them says, remember, they cannot make you upset. No person, no situation can force anything on you. Your thoughts about the situation create your upset feelings and you are responsible for those thoughts. So in the end, only you can make yourself upset. And guys, we know how hard this is to do because the ego likes to be upset and likes to feel justified and in right, it. right, right? Oh, Self-righteous. Right. So the ego is going to be all in for being upset. So we're going into now a holiday season, right? Next week's show is all about how to actually get through the holidays with healthy relationships. But this is some of the work that we can already start doing. What's my attitude going to be? Because we have to be in these social situations. We're having a great time talking to our executive producer um, in the break about how this is time of year is loaded. People come in and they start asking you all these questions. When that happens, what are you going to choose to feel? Are you going to choose to feel insulted and feel like you have to, you're less than because they, they pride? Or are you going to be in a situation where you're just owning where you are right now and going, you know, I'm really happy and I'm content. Everything is exactly where it's meant to be in the world. I'm safe. I trust my value. And so I'm bulletproof. No one can take anything from me. Wow, Nicole, this show is inspiring me today. Even though I created this worksheet, I needed this review of it today. Uh, I'm going through some tough stuff in my life. And, you know, every minute of the day, if I ask myself, are you choosing how you feel right now? Are you just letting your subconscious programming and your ego drive how you feel? If I really did that all day long and took personal responsibility for how I choose to feel at this time... I could be a lot happier as I move through this. Yeah. And if, if that doesn't work, coffee's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> For you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just making humor. But it is every single moment we make a decision where we're going to live. And the 12-shape relationship system gives us an insight about how we're wired. We consciously choose to live in that balanced state all of the day or the default subconscious wiring that we all have that is so unique and different will choose for us. And I know what feels better. Yeah, for sure. Now, there was one other tip we have to throw in really quick. If you're going through a really traumatic experience, do give yourself time to process those emotions. We're not saying you have to be positive all the time. Process it. Just don't live there in the upset and sadness. We've got to go. We're running out of time. Thank you for joining us this week again on Relationship Radio. We absolutely love creating this content for you. And we'll be again with you next week talking healthy holiday relationships. Have a great week. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.